Blog Talk Radio. Nine two nine two 
6295. And if you forget, you can look right behind me here and you see it. Once again, 626-929-2495. Now, why would you want to call in? Well, you could call in to listen or you might have something to say. Now, this is not a, uh, a political show per se, but certainly everything's political these days. Um, this is not a show to go and bash people, but unless it's me, if you got something to say about me, hey, call in, whatever it is, I want to hear it. Um, this is certainly not a partisan show by any stretch of the imagination, so frankly, I don't care what party you're a member of or support or advocate. Um, this is a show that's built on common sense. This is a show about human rights, basic human rights. You know that stuff that we talked about 250-odd years ago, um, I don't know, inherent rights bestowed upon us by our creator, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, that kind of stuff. We're big on that. So all of this stuff that's happening in the world, um, yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk about uh, criminal justice reform. You know, we've got some huge, gigantic news for the past, Seven years I've been working with, talking about, uh, friends with a man by the name of Craig Cecil, who was serving life in prison without possibility of parole for cannabis. We've, he's been a guest on this show for most weeks, except for when he was on lockdown for the last seven years or so. And he got out yesterday. So that's some big, gigantic news. And... Why you got out is even more important. So we're going to talk about all that. Um, before we get going, though, I've got some gigantic news that's happening this week. In two days, at this moment right now, two days from now, we're going to be having a huge, tremendous event. And it is a virtual town hall meeting that is produced by, put on by, worked about the Walk for Change. And... Uh, Bobby, why don't you come up for a second and let's, let's give a quick rundown about this town hall meeting that is going to be happening in a couple of days. Bobby Rodrigo, folks, this is, if you don't have any idea, this guy has done the lion's share of producing, organizing, orchestrating, writing about everything that has to do with this town hall meeting. This guy right here has had the most to do with it and about it, so... If there's ever been time for a congratulations right now, this is it. And I don't give those out very often or very, uh, very often. I appreciate that. So, yeah, so the town hall is really exciting. Uh, you know, we, we got some surprises. Uh, so we can't talk about those, of course, but we got some surprises. We got great, great guests. Uh, we got a criminal justice panel that includes a human rights icon, Joe Beasley. Uh, we have our, our keynote is uh, Major Neil Franklin from the Law Enforcement Action uh, Partnership. Used to be called Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, and, and they expanded their platform. We also have another guest from, uh, from LEAP as well, uh, a, a retired detective. Uh, we also have uh, live performances that are going to be by uh, recording artists Fernando Perdomo and uh, Mike Del Ferro, a marvelous composer, jazz pianist, uh, is also going to be performing. We have a great healthcare panel that's going to be hosted by Wendy Love Edge uh, with uh, Dr. David Raven, 
campaign and uh, Dr. Mary Clifton. Uh, looking looking forward to do, doing a a one-on-one with uh, K. Rashid Nuri on the food supply chain. You know, it's another important uh, subject that we have going on. We have cryptocurrency in the house. Uh, Elise Sam and the great Kurt Wallace is going to be talking about the economic empowerment of cryptocurrency and and uh, blockchain. And, and like I said, we have we're going to be introducing the Walk for Change anthem. Uh, all of our team is going to be there, Candice Dyer, Mandy Hughes, uh, you, of course, are going to be hosting some things. Uh, the great Sharon Raver, uh, the great Larissa Bolivar are all going to be uh, on the show uh, doing various different presentations about what the things are. This is going to be a very positive virtual town hall. We're here for solutions. We're not going to be complaining. We're not going to be talking about things like that. We're here to make change. We're not here to live in in what we're trying to change. So we're going to be talking about that, and I'm excited. I know our team is excited. Uh, it's just going to be a great day. Absolutely. <clears throat> and this is really, um, you know, this is taking our, our our network, it's taking our message, it's it's wrapping the Walk for Change, what it's really about. You know, people think, oh, it's a pot thing, or people think it's, a, it's, it's just an equality thing, it's just to this, it's just to that. No, this is, this is uh, the world's broken thing, and this is all the things that need fixing. And, you know, the world, as I said before, I think we got a basket case with humanity. That means there's a lot of parts that aren't working, and um, we're going to be shining light on, on the people that are, that are here to make change and, and correct these problems. We're about solutions. You know, change a lot of times isn't a good thing, but this change that we're working at and walking for, is absolutely all about the change we want to see in the world, the change we want to be in the world. Yeah, it's a big weekend without a doubt. We even have a we even have a teenager, a 15-year-old young man who's going to talk about uh, how to change the world when it comes to bullying. Uh, and he did it all on his own, all organically, created this whole platform, and, and he's going to come on and talk about it. And I'm excited. It's going to be a great weekend. I love it. It's going to be a great show, and, and we may have a live performance of the anthem uh, we don't know that yet, but it's possible, and but we know that we're going to get to hear it. And so, again, so many of these things, I I can't, I can't, I haven't been this excited about an event that we've put together. Um, and, you know, we put a lot of events together in the last 10 years, and most of them, by the time we get to this place, I'm just like, oh God, I hope it just works. <laughs> and uh, but this thing is really, uh, it seems really sound. The people are exciting, excited, and. Um, I believe this is going to be sort of a, a liftoff. This is the date that we were originally scheduled to set out from California, and so we've moved that to September 20th, and rather than physically get out there and start walking, we've decided to get out there and start talking, and that way before we've got a couple of months to get it down, about 90-some days um, before before we lift off and start, start. Well, we're gonna we're gonna first talk the talk and then we're gonna walk the walk, right? Indeed. That's how that works, right? Indeed. Isn't that how it's supposed to be? Yeah, yeah we're gonna we can talk the talk and then we're gonna walk the walk, everybody. That's for sure. I'll uh, I'll see I'll see you on the other side. Thanks for Beautiful. having me. Beautiful. You bet. All right, thank you, Bobby Rodrigo. Okay, so now we have. Let's see. I got a bunch of people that want to come and talk first, and like I said, the second half of this show is gonna be big. Um, so. I think what you guys need to know is if you're interested 
in the big part of this show and you want to be here for it and you want to get on to the Zoom portion of it. Somebody that's doing anything 
at all, having ever had a run-in with the law, it's pretty good. And so, you know, we're, we're having to look at that and say, well, maybe that's not such a big deal after all, as long as X, Y, and Z have happened. Yeah, uh, we're, we'll just we'll see how it goes. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about uh, uh, your boy coming in this evening. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, that was pretty exciting. We're just all kind of stoked. I guess some good things have come because of COVID, you know. A little disappointed it's not because of a justice situation that he's coming home, but we're definitely just glad to know that he's there. Yeah, but there. you know what? It's a combination of things because COVID is part of it, but the the advocacy that happened afterward is absolutely a huge factor because, remember, the warden blocked it. He, he qualified, and the warden jammed him up. And when we talked to him last, that was the issue, was the warden was saying, Sorry, too bad, so sad. And we had put out a call to action. A number of other advocates had put out a call to action. And collectively, enough people participated and reached out and sent in letters and called and, and whatever, sent singing telegrams and carrier pigeons and whatever the heck they sent, maybe a box of chocolates or two. And ultimately, the, the, the pressure worked. And uh, it, it here he is. He's, he... We talked yesterday, and um, he's he's staying with his daughter. We did a FaceTime and got to uh, hang out for a minute. Uh, it was friggin' amazing. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, you know, and as far as this running for office and stuff, now is a really prime time for them to sit up and pay attention to, you know, not only are, like I like to tell them, not only am I pulling, pointing out problems with you guys, but I come from the Human Solution International, so I have solutions. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm not only just complaining about it. If I complain about it, it's because i got an idea of a way that we can fix it. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's the difference between, you know, that approach and the approach of most candidates and their stump speeches and, and their frank bullshit. I mean, you know, if I'm elected, I'm going to give everybody, you know, 40 acres and three mules and a chocolate cake, and, and I'm just going to do that because I'll be elected. And and, you know, I'm going to let all this happen, and I'm going to do that, and no new taxes, and all blah, blah, blah. And then you look at them two years after they get elected, and you're, well, you're in there. And, and generally, there's not a clear plan, and generally, there's not, um, you know, a clear plan that makes sense. Even some of these candidates that I've talked to, um, you know, in other parties that are, you know, pretty revolutionary and pretty um, – you know, out there with their thoughts, but then you think about your plan. Yeah, it makes sense when you're sitting on a on a mountaintop all stoned, and you're like, "Aha, I got it." But really, in the real world, where real shit's happening, generally those kind of things couldn't be implemented. And even if maybe technically you have a a legal point, that doesn't mean that the system's going to let that happen without something, some leverage. And you don't have it, even if you got elected. Well, I'm also, you know, my cousin's running in the district next to mine. We've got Lance Gormley running up in the northern district, and then I got a guy running out in the southeastern Kansas district. And if we were all happen to get elected, I mean, that's four levers now that we've got. And Absolutely. That's significant. I couldn't agree um, more. Well, I think that this is exciting. Um, you got a bunch of cases going on right now in Kansas. And, you know, people got to understand, prohibition's not over. We've had a lot of great. Um, uh, 
movement forward with a bunch of our prisoners that we've supported for many years getting out. Historically, we've been we've been supporting cannabis prisoners for 10 years now, and we've watched a lot of guys that were never going to get out, get out. We watched a lot of guys turn out and get out when they were supposed to. But you know what? There's still people going in, and there's still people being charged. There's still people losing their kids, losing their jobs, losing their property. And that hasn't stopped, and it's not going to stop. And it's happening in states where there's legal cannabis, and it's happening in states where there's no legal cannabis. And the point is, is we're about ending prohibition. We're about the freedom that we are inherently endowed upon by our creator, which really doesn't have anything to do with cannabis whatsoever. There's no, there's nothing about cannabis that we shouldn't have freedom to participate in. And so when somebody gets charged, number one, the biggest problem, I had, a, I had one of our people today come up to me and say, you know, what I kind of miss is that we don't have a lot of cases in California. And I said, well, it's not because we're not getting people busted. It's because people aren't standing up to fight anymore. And when I was fighting my case, I was out there making it a thing, and I was able to get more people to fight. And when you've got somebody strong that's fighting, it's easier to stand up and fight because you're watching somebody do it and survive it and be okay. And that's a thing that is, I don't know, we had some great momentum, and we had we had. 30 cases at once across 10 or 15 states um, in, in, in the strongest point when we were really doing it. And then more and more people are just, you know, they, they come and they say, hey, I got busted, and then you don't hear from them again. Or, you know, they come in once and they tell you about their story and then you don't, or they, they, they plead out or whatever. But meanwhile, we do have a bunch of cases in Kansas. We've got cases in Missouri. We've got cases in Ohio. We got cases even in Oregon right now that are popping up, and this is what we do. The Human Solution is all about educating and supporting, and we're here to uh, to stand by you. We're here to share our knowledge. We're here to talk to your attorney and, and and share the things we've seen and know, and we're here to help you so that you can stand and fight. And if you stand and yep. fight, you have a chance to win. So tell us about what we got going on in Kansas right now. Okay, we've got. Um what, Sarah, what's her name in Abilene? Kathy Matthews and her boyfriend, both of their case. I'm not sure when Kathy's going, but they're both getting a Zoom preliminary hearing, basically. Uh, they're both intended to continue to plead not guilty. Uh, the case with the older, the two older gentlemen in Great Bend with the CBD companies got dismissed. Uh, Steve Sexton still has to have some virtual hearings before we can get into the courtroom. And we're going to have to go over that, Joe, because we got no way to get into the courtroom and no way to see these people. we got to find a way to combat that. Um, and then we've also got, um, you know, Jennifer Hess is going through her thing, but she's already agreed to take a plea. So she's just working through the process with the Department of Children and Families. Um, oh, and Frank Crudo. Frank Crudo got his uh, RV and his truck back at the seizure hearing, but then the county attorney filed an appeal, and so now he's got to go back through that process, and then he's got sentencing, or he doesn't have the sentencing date set yet, but he has a hearing to set that in July. Wow. Well, that's so we a, lot do have a lot going on. Yep, absolutely. All right, Mike. Well, I got a lot of people stacked up that want to talk. Um, but I'm going to keep you here in the room so that when our special guest comes in, 
you guys will get a get to see each other for a sec. So um, that's, yeah, that's part of what I'm trying to do is like this is a celebration day. This is a historical. Uh, you know, reminds me of the old Led Zeppelin song. You know, we're gonna we're gonna dance and sing and celebrate. So. Anyway, yeah, it's all good. All right, well, Mike Webb and uh, the Kansas chapter, always a pleasure. All right. So we got a bunch of calls in. We're going to go ahead and take some old-fashioned calls. And let's see. First of all, we got Amber Taylor. And let's see what Amber has to say. Amber, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am fantastic. So how, I've been waiting to get on your show for a while. I've been waiting to get on your show for a while. I don't know how um, long the feedback is, so I'm going to wait a couple seconds after I speak to make sure I'm not interrupting you speaking. Oh, no, no, you're good. We're we're pretty much real time. Good, good. And and what's the Zoom code? I want to be on the second half. Can I do that? I was I was asking what the Zoom code was. Yeah, so what you need to do is when we get done talking, um, stay on the line, and Becca will uh, will give it to you. Okay, okay, all right. So, well, then I I guess I'll just get right into it. Yes, please. So, so we're, we're um, short on time here, so get on into it. All right. Uh, my name is Amberly Taylor. I began my advocacy about nine years ago when my father received a de-facto life for marijuana. Um, Oklahoma still has mandatory minimums, and it was his third charge for marijuana, so they gave him 20 to life. What made it a de-facto charge is that he had brain cancer. And um, I fought for about three years by myself, and then I found this amazing group of people that started fighting with me, uh, Kristen Floor, Adelia Fox, Stephanie Landa, uh, Jessica Sanders from Legalize, um, Lawton, Amy Candu, and these people just started fighting with me. And we got down to about the last year. We'd done appeals. We filed for commutation. Um, so many bad things were happening with my dad's health, and I kind of, I kind of was, I kind of gave up. And then these ladies just stepped in and. And October of last year, my dad walked free. He's he's home. He's free. He's he's free. So whenever I saw Craig Cecil hug his daughter today, it just made my heart smile. <laughs> it was amazing. I know the feeling of hugging your dad after so many years for a nonviolent crime that shouldn't have been a crime in the first place. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I, I, I remember, uh, I remember hearing when your dad just got out, and, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's so many of these stories. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, the, the hardship that's going on, and people think, oh, you know, they don't believe it happens. Number one, and, and when it happens, it affects everybody. It doesn't just affect the person that's involved, but it affects their whole family. Well, that's going into my next point. So my husband gets violated every year. Um, he was 17 when he uh, received his first charge of possession of a controlled substance, which was marijuana. And then at 18, he received delivering a controlled substance, which was marijuana, and they gave him 15 years. We're on our last three years of parole. 
So I asked my 11-year-old son, you know, I, I, I include them in everything to do with our family business. I asked my 11-year-old son, um, how does it make you feel when your dad goes to jail? And his reply was stressed. And for my 11-year-old son to understand what it does to our family was kind of enlightening and heartbreaking because a lot of people don't know that when your loved one is incarcerated, the whole family is incarcerated. Yeah, that's just brutal. It's hard to uh, hard to even imagine what that would be like. Yes, my husband is waiting on a bed right now for another parole violation for a dirty UA for marijuana. He controls his diabetes with cannabis. He was on metformin. Metformin causes cancer. He chose to use cannabis, and now he is being sent back to prison for using cannabis. And he's never received a charge since he was 18 years old, first and only drug charge, you know. So that's what our system does to families. It tears my husband away from my family every single year. Wow. Wow, that's just heartbreaking. Yes. So I have a couple of questions for the advocates out there that are doing some amazing work. And I know y'all are listening because this is like one of the greatest shows ever. I want to know what resources are out there for freed inmates. I know when my dad came home, he had like hernias, broken ribs, all kinds of medical problems that were not addressed in the facility. And it was just so hard for me to get him immediate help. Also, living situations, um, toiletries, food, like is there a list of resources for freed inmates out there? Because we have a 43% recidivism rate in America because inmates don't have those resources when they come home. Well, you know, um, we've just, you know, the Human Solution International has been working with um, you know, prisoners, and, and um, we've been working at a reentry program for a long time, and we've just uh, connected up with a nonprofit that does work on reentry um, issues. And I think, um, obviously, with Craig just getting out, and we've been working so closely with him for so long, we're, we're going to be working with, with the family and trying to figure some of that stuff out. So if if you would, um, when we when we get you back, um, when 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 we get off the line here, um, which now I have my special guest that just came on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go so that you can talk to Becca. Becca will give you the Zoom link number one, and number two, she's gonna tell you how to connect with us with the Human Solution, and we will work together. Uh, to solve that problem because we're we're in a situation where we have that problem with Craig and he's got a bunch of medical issues and that's the next piece of this puzzle that we're going to jump into. So um, if 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 we can, um, I'm going to let you go, but just go ahead and stay on the line. Becca's going to jump back okay. in and talk to you. And and could I give contact. um could I and, give a shout out to uh, daughters of prisoners, sons of prisoners. I want y'all to know that it's okay to fight for your incarcerated parents, that it is not a bad thing, that we are here with you, we stand with you, and we're fighting with you. And thank you for having me on the show. I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, and we stand with you. And we're uh, you watch what happens. We're gonna we're gonna jump in and make some stuff happen. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Have a blessed show. You betcha. Amber Taylor, folks. And, you know, this is just uh, a huge reason why we do all this stuff. So without further ado, we have joining us right now. Where's he at? Here we go. There he is. All right. We got some audio. Say hello. There we are. All right, can you hear us? Yes. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in in human solution history, the man that we've been talking to every week for the past, I don't know, six or seven years, um, here he is, he's with us right now. This is Craig Cecil and his daughter Lauren um, out in the free world for the well, Lauren's been out in the free world, but uh, <laughs> Craig has, uh, you know, been that voice behind the phone that we talked to. You know, what you used to do is you used to call this phone, and then this phone would connect to this other phone, which is connected to the radio show. So it was always kind of weird. You'd be calling one number, and then I'd have that on speaker to speaker to the other phone, which went through the computer, and we had this whole um, just crazy, uh, crazy get-up to make it work. So, and we were forever getting beeps in the middle of the phone. Oh, <laughs> in the middle God. of the call. Yeah, yeah, it is. This is a call from the federal prison. Oh, you know what? We don't have to hear that anymore. What does that feel like? The other thing, the other thing I didn't have to do is in the prison, I have to wait in line about an hour before I call because there's everybody's allowed a 15 minute call, so I have to time things where I can get on the phone about the right time. Here, I could just sit on whatever I wanted. Well, and you know, there was a number of times when you would call. Yeah, there's Dee Dee right here. You're, this is this is Dee Dee right here. You can see her. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So hold on here. I'm gonna unmute Dee Dee for a second. We're just gonna have a whole bunch of saying hi and and uh, hold on here. I gotta unmute. It's taking a second. There we go. All right, Dee Dee, I think we can hear you now. Oh my God! This is just—it's like—it's—it's uh, it's a miracle. It's just unbelievable. We are all so happy, just so happy, and it's such a surprise party. Like, who knew? It's just, oh my God! We could not love you more or welcome you more. It's really just—it makes us hopeful that you are just the first of many and that everything we do does make a difference. So, yeah. And, oh, my God. I'm so happy for you. Yes. I need to thank you and Joe and everybody because, as you know, the warden made clear he would not approve it. And then he came back, what, two or two weeks or so later with his chin on his chest saying Washington told him to reconsider. <laughs> and he didn't come up with a new reason to, to turn me down. Well, I didn't send anything to Washington, but I know who did. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, well, well we could be happier. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I think, I mean, there's so much that I, I want to say, and there's so much, I mean, but we'll get some time to talk in a week or so from now, or we'll be able to really get into it. But I just want people to know this this show 
is 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 getting a wider and wider reach, and more and more people are seeing it. And I want people to know that with all this stuff that we do, there's people that come in and they're like, well, I don't know, I don't feel like what I do matters. I don't. Why would I bother to write a letter? It doesn't do any good. Why would I? Why would I do these things? You know, and they don't. They don't get it. You know, and and yet. There are so many people that I know personally that have done this stuff and they've done it behind the scenes and they've done it when nobody was watching and they've done it without any fanfare, but they've done it and they've done it and done it and done it. And I know people that write letters, you know, literally every day to a number of different places and, and in hopes that maybe one day something will happen. And, you know, this is that, this is that time. I can remember... I don't know, I think it was six or seven years ago, one of the first times we talked, and it was it was on Thanksgiving, and I had invited, I don't know, a dozen or more um, inmates that were locked up, many of them were lifers, to call my Thanksgiving party, and you were one of the people that called in. And we had known each other for some little bit of time, but not a long amount of time. And I remember when we talked that night, um, you know, we had it scheduled to where, I don't know, every t- half an hour or so somebody else would call and they'd get their 15 minutes and we shared our Thanksgiving with them. And I can remember the one thing that I would say when we were talking, and I remember saying it to George and Randy Lanier and, and so many of these other guys that that have since gotten out, that one day we're going to be able to share a piece of pie and go fishing. And, you know, I've been able to share a piece of pie with some of them. I haven't been able to go fishing yet, but it's coming. And I knew, I don't know why, I don't know how, but I knew that when we were talking, I know that they said it was never going to happen, it couldn't happen, there was no way, no possibility for parole, but I just knew somehow it was going to happen. I didn't expect it to happen when it did. And I've got to tell you, when I got hit with this, it was like, I don't know, man, it was, it was like uh, the craziest, the craziest great news ever. It's like it's like when you're locked up and they say, roll them up, and you don't expect it. And you're just like, ah! <laughs> you know? And, and it's happened to me a few times. So it's like, but that's such a small note, you know? I mean, this is like this giant thing's been sitting on you for 18 years, and, and a, boop, there it goes. So so tell me, I mean, like, you got to share with us. What's this, what are you going through? Tell us about it. To be honest, I, I'm walking in a daze. <laughs> I, I still can only half figure out how to use the phone. I love <laughs> it. Halfway, how part of my home confinement is, is every eight-hour period they call me twice. I got woke up at 3.30 in the morning by a whole bunch of music, and I had no idea what <laughs> And then I got the phone was all lit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not I like it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a phone isn't just a phone anymore. Now it's an everything. It's a it, it it's a box that does everything. Everything, everything. So I can't do it this like explain that to him for the past like I don't even know how long like when Siri came out, I think his brain exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, is she in the phone? I love it. I love it. So I gotta know what was it like to sleep in a regular bed? 
I slept like a rock other than the music playing at 3.30. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was just so bizarre because it was dark. Yeah. In the prison, it's never dark. There's right. lights everywhere. Yeah, people don't realize that. When you're locked up, you don't ever get darkness. Like, I remember tying socks around my head because that was the only way I could, like, shut the light out. And I, my bunk was right below a, a light in a dorm, so there was, like, no darkness anywhere, ever. And, you know, it, it's, people don't realize that. You know, you turn your lights off and go to sleep, and you're like, oh, that's just what happens. And no, no, and your sleep and cycle is so prison, important. Is every other hour in the prison, the guards come by and count. So they shine a flashlight in the door at you. Right. Nobody shined a flashlight. <laughs> you want me to do that? I had last night with a cat. That's awesome. That's awesome. When was the last time you had a, a cat roll up to you, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what about food? I mean, I bet you you got some decent food for the first time in a while. Oh, I had a fantastic pizza last night that I can still taste. I love it. Love it. I hadn't had a real pizza, you know. I hear you. Nearly 19 years. Right, you know? right, right. Wow, wow. Well, that is fantastic, fantastic. Well, I've got a bunch of people that want to say hi to you. And so I, I don't, we don't need to get deep and heavy in this one. we got plenty of time to talk. And, and I just wanted to kind of just, just kind of say hi and, uh, you know, and, and let you say hi to a bunch of folks that have been supporting you for so long. And, um, you know, it, this, is, this is like a, a giant gift. So I believe we've got, um, we, we've got uh, Amber here, right? Yes. Excellent. Well, why don't you introduce yourself? We've got Craig Cecil here. Hi, Craig. I am Amberly Taylor. I've written you a few letters. Yeah. I, I know you've gotten millions over. Hi, daughter. I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> Hi. I'm, I'm a fellow daughter. <laughs> when I saw you hug your dad, I cried for a good five minutes. <laughs> it's such a blessing that you're home, and you are such an inspiration to everyone around us because this is what we do this for. We don't get paid to do activism. We get paid for things like you, your freedom. This is amazing. I'm so happy. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> and there's no doubt whatsoever, I'm fully free because of the work of the activists. So there's no doubt about it. Yes. Thank you, you know, we're really good at beating the dead horse. We will get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yes. There was a lot of people, over 3,000 of them, that have been promised home confinement. Only 200 and something have actually left the prison. So, but right. hey, you people got it done, and they knew that they, they didn't want to. <laughs> they're probably they're they're probably relieved right now that finally the Terre Haute probably got a little bit quiet since you've been gone. <laughs> those those pesky. Sons of bitches probably stopped calling now. <laughs> the warden probably got a, a good day's work for the first time in a while. <laughs> the good news is, is Officer Goodwin, who hurt me, is no longer working there. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And you know who's responsible for that as well. I've heard. <laughs> you know, I mean, the thing of it is, it's like people that aren't, active in this and you know i mean it's not like 
there's people out there that are out there just talking about ah, this and that and this and that. But you know what? When you get to know people, you know, I mean, you and I have been talking forever, and you get to know the family, and you get to know, you know, the, the people connected to them, and, and, and you share their lives. You know, you've gone through some horror stories, some, some horrors, and, uh, you know, it happened to all of us that were around you, you know, and at the same time. And, 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 but when something like this happens, we all get to share that joy. And that's a joy that you just, you just can't describe. Like, I'm all teared up here, and I'm not a real teary guy, but, you know, it's just like, I'm just, like, so happy, you know? <laughs> like that old Sometimes. 60s song, Glad All Over, I Feel Glad All Over. Sometimes when you're fighting for your family, it feels like you're doing something wrong because sometimes they get hurt or or replications go to them. Like, they get in trouble for fighting for them. So sometimes it's easy for people to give up. But we are proof that never give up. You keep going. You don't stop. You do not let them scare you. You do not let them tell you that your family member is not worth it because they are. And you never Absolutely. Winston Churchill, be proud. As I was treated, I got treated better than most because they knew people were watching how I was treated. So, you know, a lot of people are afraid to send letters and all that thinking I'll be the brunt of retaliation, but it's just the opposite. I'm the one they're afraid to retaliate (laughs) against because they know that you people are watching and listening. other people that want to say hi so um we're gonna get we're gonna bring up a, a couple people on the phone i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you here where you can still we can all still look at each other but i'm gonna meet you for a sec and i've got um i got a woman named non-compliant mary and her name's not really non-compliant mary non-compliant mary but we call her that um uh, because she has got such a great story and she's she is the quintessential fighter, and I met her while she was um, fighting a state case. And when you meet her, she's about like four foot nothing, and she's the sweetest, kindest woman that you ever met. But she is just, she's got conviction, and she's got, she's got such personality, and she's got experience, and she's survived crazy experiences. And when they came in and they said, you're going to go to jail because you grew some pot, she stood up and said, well, I don't think so. And uh, her and her husband stood and fought, and I and that's how I met her, through the Human Solution. So she was one of the people we were supporting. Well, I met her when we went up, I went up to Northern California. We were filing a federal lawsuit on behalf of some of the people up there, and I had flown up there to, 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 to do a press release, a press conference, and meet with these guys. And we picked up Mary in Sacramento. We drove all the way up there and spent a couple of days together. And I just fell in love, just the most amazing, amazing, heartful person ever. And now she's fighting a whole other battle. She went and her and her husband bought a piece of property. It's a beautiful piece of property in the middle of nowhere. At the end, it, it, it's, it's in gold country, literally at the edge of a forest with a river running through it. All of a sudden, the county comes in and says, well, you can't put a house there, and you can't this and you can't that. Now she's fighting a whole other battle, but this woman has 
got the ability, and, and, and you you and her are, are like kindred spirits because I always said about you when you were calling in, you know, I said, I don't know what I would do if I was faced with this 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 unstoppable wave of you're never getting out of prison. I don't know what I would do because how can you even think about it, right? But you always had a positive attitude. Like you always, every time I talked to you, somehow there was a laughter in your voice. Somehow you had something positive to say. I never heard you once angry. I never heard you. I never heard you with a bitterness to you. You never let it beat you. And and Mary's like that too. So I'm going to bring up Mary right now, and you're going to just fall in love with her. Mary, you are live Hello. on the air with my good friend Craig Cecil. Welcome. Hi, Craig. I just want you to right now just close your eyes, lean back and relax, and feel this hug. I am hugging you, buddy. There's there's no place where my light ends and yours begins. I My heart is crying in the best of ways that you're out, you're safe, you're, you can move about the cabin, even if it's only inside right now. You've got your daughter, and your daughter, it's like, and Jill, or I'm sorry, I don't know what your name is. All I can say is daughter of Craig Cecil, it's like giving birth to a whole human being. All of a sudden, he walks back into your life, and I'm just, I'm so, so happy. And I have to tell you, I personally needed to see and feel this, and as I'm hugging you, Craig, I'm, I'm just feeling you back. And I just needed to see that things can still happen out here. It's been hard. Not like it's hard for you, not trying to compare the two, just saying it's been hard out here for us, and I'm just so glad. I'm so glad that you're out here on this side. That's what I want to say. I love you, buddy. Thank you. Are you thank there? you. And like I say, that you have to know that this was so tenuous. Of all the people that were in my situation, there's been so few released. As a matter of fact, when I got to the halfway house yesterday, the person there, Gave him, she says that your record says that you do a lot of legal writing. She goes, explain to me why all these people got denied the day before they were supposed to leave. And she was showing me lists from the Bureau of Prisons from all over the place. And I was able to explain to her, and the difference is in my situation, I was turned down. But then you people put, put your power to it, and the power of Washington, D.C. And when I had a look at that warden with his chin against his chest, Telling me that Washington told me I needed to reconsider. <laughs> you don't know I smell the dumb. <laughs> uh, the difference in the people that make it and the people that fail, and I don't care whether it's getting out of jail or it's getting a new house or it's whatever somebody wants to have. The only difference between the two, the one that's successful and the one that isn't, is the one that's successful did not give up. Every time they fell down, they stood back up. Every time they lost faith, they found it again. They kept refocusing. They kept getting back into the game. They did not give up. I've seen pictures of you as a young man. I saw that you wrote letters. You call in all the time. You did not give up. There may have been times that you closed your eyes and just said, I can't do it. But then every time you opened it back up and you got up and you did it, that's why you're out, buddy, because you kept doing it and you kept inspiring other people. And there'll be other people that will hear and see and just know that you're, you're, you're such an important part I cannot express. You did not give up. 
you're successful. Thank you, thank you. You can't give up on yourself. I mean, you are you are who you are. We have. I just want to add one thing. We have times that we give up, and this is it's so important for me. Yesterday, we had a, a bad thing happen to us. We lost over a hundred thousand dollars in 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 investment things that we had. It was a, a dumb mistake that we made on our own. It was just not attending to a detail, but that little detail came, and we lost a hundred grand over that. And I thought, I just don't know if I can continue. I don't know if I can stand up again. I'm just, I'm tired. I feel every time I stand up, I get squatted back down. And then I saw Craig Cecil out of jail. And I said, my God, if Craig can get out from behind those bars, girl, you can stand up. It's just stuff. It's just money. Get up, stand up. And I did, and I smiled. And that's what you gave me today. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, and, and that's what this is all about. You know, each of us is inspiring each other, and there's been times when hopefully I've inspired people, and there's been plenty of time when people inspire me, and, and that's what this is all about, you know. If you if you get up and you stand up, somebody else can see you, and, and, and you start, it starts spreading, you know, just the same as negativity spreads, but, but this energy can spread. And it is, and I believe that that's what's happening. I believe that we're we're starting to turn it. We're starting to we're starting to, you know, be a force that that's that a force to be reckoned with. I believe that's where we're standing right now. Joe, I just had this little incoming come in. We, you know, what got so much art? There's this one little piece. I need to find it, but I want to get it to you. And whether you want to give it away or put it on the wall or whatever, it is. It's a, a fabulous piece that this little girl is walking through life and where she drops these little flowers you see life and you see color and it's beautiful where she's walking Um, into it's like an incredible storm it's um there's no greenery there's no life it's drab it's it's like it's you know you think my god who would paint a story of a little girl walking into you know a cyclone a storm or something but what it is it's it's the walk for change that's what i just realized as we walk through life we inspire people. That creates the color and the light. This picture is the walk for change. I didn't realize it before. Joe, as soon as I find it, I just need to get out of storage, but it is yours to do with whatever you think. It's a fabulous piece. I love it, love it, love it. I can't wait. Well, we will find the perfect thing to do. I just know it. Well, thank you so much, Mary. It is always, always a pleasure to talk to you. And every time we don't talk enough, I always, I always think that we got to fix that. So I think that we, we should uh, <laughs> fixing that. I so love you guys. I love what we all do. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I don't even have any words, and that's odd. <laughs> I just. Thank you. It's a good overwhelm. Thank you. Thank you. All right, well, okay, so up next, if you look over here to your right, we've got Mike and Sarah, and I want you to, to meet Mike and Sarah. I'm unmuting you guys right now. Now, Mike and Sarah, um, whoops, I think, there we go. I think we're, we're unmuting each other. All right. Oh, that's what it was. It just... It just got. I, I just. It, it slid down. I got the. I, I unmuted two different people. All right. 
I'm just moving way ahead. Oh, man. Party, man. It's crazy. All right. Well, anyways, Mike and Sarah are our chapter coordinators in Kansas, and um, I met them through another advocate that I've been working with for a while, and um, they have been spearheading the efforts of the human solution in, I don't know, a dozen cases, I think, in the last couple of years. Um, they set it up to where I was able to speak before the, a special committee in the state legislature um, about a bill that we had submitted called the Human Solution Act of Kansas, and it was a medical marijuana bill that, that we submitted into the state legislature. So in Kansas, they don't have a, uh, a referendum. They don't have a ballot initiative process. So the only way that you can get any change made is you have to work through a lobby and you have to present a bill and have the legislature submit it into their own house or their Senate. And we, these guys did it. I mean, I, I was part of, of overseeing the, the language of everything, and we, we modeled it more or less after Oklahoma's um, law, which is, as far as I know, the best one that's out there. And um, we were able to they, – they, they, they held a hearing, um, a special committee specifically about this. And so I was able to go out there and speak before them as an expert from California who has been involved with this, and it was powerful. And we're, we're connected with a, a lobbyist who these guys have been working with, and I was able to sit down and have lunch with a good chunk of the state Senate. Actually, I bought them all lunch, and we all sat down and talked, and I was able to talk one-on-one -on -one with these legislators, and it was like a surreal experience because, you know, it's like, these are people, right? But you don't see them as people. You see them as, you know, creatures that are standing out in a in a movie screen, right? You never but we were sitting there sharing a meal and talking and they were asking valid questions and we were, you know, communicating. I thought, wow, we got a chance to break through. Well since that time we formed a five oh one C four that's called the Human Solution Foundation, which is able to do political work. And so this is just getting off the ground, but it's actually filed. Everything is in place, and, and Mike and Sarah are, are part of our leadership team in that. And we've contracted this uh, lobbyist to work on our behalf. Well, since that time, Mike has put his hat in the ring to run for the state representative in Kansas. So he's currently a political candidate for the state, for the state House of Rep Representatives. Wow, that's that's a that's a big leap in a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, I I said I was never going to go back to Kansas because Kansas is Kansas, right? And and I told my wife if I ever go back to Kansas, you can have another Chihuahua. My wife loves Chihuahuas. She's got four of them, and I don't want any more. And I told her if I ever go back to Kansas. You can have another Chihuahua. It was that, like, I'll never go back. And when I got this opportunity to speak before the, the special committee, I'm like, crap. Well, I guess you get another Chihuahua. And and we're working on some things that, you know, if if we get an opportunity um, really to bring his, his candidate, if I have any reason to get out there that I think can make a difference, 
I'll be there in three seconds. I mean, that's the kind of heart we have with these guys out there. And, and you know, it, the thing about this advocacy work that is just so powerful is you deal with a lot of yahoos. You deal with a lot of crazy people. You deal with a lot of egomaniacs. You deal with every kind of nut job you could imagine. But in all of that, you find some of the most incredible human beings, and you're looking at a bunch of them right now. And and in this group that we call the Human Solution International, I'm telling you, I have connected with some of the finest individuals, and I've I've run into a lot of folks over the years. And I just I got to tell you, I have never seen and 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 spent time with and worked with and and shared my heart with um, a, a, a finer group of folks. Thank you. We appreciate it, Joe. Great. We wanted to come out here and just say hi, man. Welcome to the world. We've been rooting for you for two years. You know, we've really been just, you know, pushing like all we could. And we listen to your conversation with Joe every Wednesday for the last two years or whenever you could make the call. We were there for the lockdowns, riding them out with you. You know what I, you know, so, you know, welcome home, man. We're glad to see you here. Well, thank you. Thank you. I know that it's made such a difference to me and actually even to the other people in the prison. Because they see that, you know, things happen when I reach out to people on the street. They see things happening for the whole prison. So it, it's garnered a, an appreciation from, you know, the over 900 prisoners that were at the Terre Haute prison. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Glad you're home, man. I want to wish you a happy Father's Day. This is going to be the first one that you really are going to be able to spend at home with your daughter. So Thank you. Well, one thing that makes the Father's Day <laughs> I'm sure that's an amazing feeling. <laughs> I love it. Thank love you. it. Love Thank it. You. Awesome, guys. Well, always, always a pleasure. All right, up next, we're going to bring another one of your biggest fans in the world. And uh, this is somebody who is very, very dear to my heart. And she's somebody who saved my ass more than once and literally bailed me out, took her life savings to free me so that I could fight my battle almost 10 years ago, and uh, she has been uh, um, just a wonderful, wonderful part of the human solution, part of my life, and uh, obviously she loves the heck out of you. This is Kathy Z here with us right now. Kathy! Oh, hi, Greg. It is so wonderful to talk to you. I, I just am so ecstatic. Oh, I... I... Definitely in line with that ecstatic. Thank you. That was one of the things on my bucket list. I couldn't die until you got out of prison, but I'm not planning on leaving yet, okay? <laughs> well, don't go to the next stop, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does not give you a pass. Okay. <laughs> I'm just so happy for you. I'm glad Joe's going to come see you. That is, makes oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's a secret, Kathy. But <laughs> oh, I, guess, I guess not anymore. <laughs> I always, I always do that, Joe. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, Kathy. Well, we love you and. We're we're running on overtime right now, so we're going to get into almost a lightning round. We got a bunch of people still that want to say hi, and we'll be able to do this again and again. But I just wanted to do this first time where we Thank just you. were able to just spontaneously say hi to a bunch of folks that happen to be here. 
All right, up next we got Glenn Keeling, and he is sitting here over here to your right. And uh, Glenn is a chapter coordinator from our Creative Care Beacon chapter out of Ohio. And <clears throat> Glenn and his wife Peggy are currently uh, fighting a state case in Ohio, and um, it's been a brutal case. His wife has got uh, a number of, of, of health conditions that are making it just impossible to fight. And um, but we're, we're standing with him, and uh, you know he's 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 been advocating with a number of other prisoners um, that are currently in custody and out of custody. So uh, Glenn's one of our guys. Hey Craig, I, I just I blessing that you're home. Uh, you know, uh, going from your situation, you know, life in prison without possibility of parole for cannabis. Is absolutely shameful, um, and for the fact that you're home, man, that's, that that gives Peggy and I, you know, some hope that, you know, our case isn't as bad, and, and you know, we'll come through this, and, and you know, uh, yeah, just absolutely, man, awesome that you're home. Well, thank you, and as you know, we've exchanged letters over the last couple of years, and I'm, don't, you don't know how how important a letter is to a prisoner. <laughs> Right. And uh, thank you so much for your support. It, it's that makes such a difference, and that gave me so much more strength in prison, and you know, so much more strength of pride, and just just to know that somebody remembered me. You know, thank you very much. Absolutely, you you were uh, you listened to you on the show for a long time, and and uh, advocating for you know pushing for your clemency and stuff, man. It just yeah, it's, it's just truly amazing that you. Uh, you're sitting here, uh, a free man, essentially free. You're not behind bars, and and that's uh, that's awesome, man. Thank you, thank you, thank thanks for all your support for a number of years. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely proud to do it for you, very much. So, and thank you, and good luck in your guys' case. It's been dragging on forever. Stay at them. Stay at them. Keep the fight up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for your support. Yeah, you know as well. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Up next, we've got, let's see, I think I'm going to bring up Candace. Now, Candace Dyer, I don't know if you guys have officially met, but she is one of our newest superstars. We've been working with her now for a little more than a year, and she has, uh, she runs an organization called Cannabis Open Carry Walks that is now a chapter of the Human Solution in Texas. And she's heavily involved with the Walk for Change. She's involved with the town hall meeting that we're doing this week. She's just um, been doing court support and, and, and prison outreach. And she's got a son currently in prison for pot. And so she's just an amazing person. I don't know why she's not on Zoom, but she is on the phone here. So we're going to bring her up. Candice, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm so happy Craig's out. <laughs> yes, you're sitting right here with me. How are you doing? I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm here. I didn't pack until less than two hours before I left. I, I just didn't believe it. I didn't trust it. <laughs> Man, that's so a, awesome. I got a morning that day, yesterday morning. <laughs> Wow, wow, that's amazing. I'm so I'm so happy. You don't deserve to be in there in the first place. And 
we're all we were all fighting for you and your family to get out and it's just amazing my heart is just so full for y'all right now well thank you thank you you and all the work that you've done with everybody else is I, I'm a 200-pound measure of that. <laughs> the fruits of that work. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Well, you, you enjoy right. your free time for sure, and much love to you and your family. We will be talking. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for all that you do. We'll be talking a lot more together. This is just like the, this is just the, the pre-introduction introduction. This is just the, this is just the. Hey, y'all, we got a guest. And then so much more will be coming. All right. So now if you look to your right, you got the guy down at the bottom where it says walk for change. This is Bobby Rodrigo. Now, Bobby Rodrigo has quickly become a very important part of the human solution. I've been working with him since uh, since I did that big case in Kansas where we had the felony murder case where it was uh, a jury nullification victory, and, and this kid was um, – ultimately did a couple of months instead of 20 to life for his role in a pot deal that turned into a murder that he didn't have anything to do with. In fact, he got shot and didn't even have a gun. So they were charging him with the murder because in Kansas, if there is an inherently dangerous act that included an inherently dangerous substance, which subsequently became cannabis, which was an ex post facto deal, um, then everybody that's connected to it can be charged with the crime. That's how it was laid out. And so this kid got wrapped up in it, and um, we went out there and we organized a massive uh, effort and uh, spent a week out there organizing rallies, you know, speaking to the news, everything we could do. And Bobby was behind the scenes in the media part of this and getting the messaging out, and that was where I met him. We never met in person until years later. So uh, since then, he's been involved in uh, uh, natural disaster relief, a number of nonprofits, and he's been involved with the Human Solution now for several years. So here's Bobby. Thank you, doing, Craig. It's uh, it's nice to see you. I actually had a little jump on everybody. I got to see you on the FaceTime yesterday. I was I was one of the people in that Zoom. Uh, you know, now that you're out, can we get can we go back and get busy more in your legal case? Because you know, I'm one of the guys that's been working on that shit, and we need to fix that. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually in court on it right now, and I have a a due date in about 30 days that I would definitely appreciate some help with. <laughs> yeah, we got we got uh, you know we, we've been going through cycles with your stuff and and uh, uh, pulled all you know pulled everything that we could. I know Joe talked. I know Joe talked to you about. Some of the efforts. Um, so it, it, the legal end of things is my end of things, and, and uh, I want to I want to continue to help you fix the crap that happened in in uh, in the, the middle district of Florida, as they say. Um, you know, uh, the, the, and the way that they they dogged you on the on the clemency and they moved, the way they changed your sentence. You know, I have a very good understanding of what happened, and now that uh, we can spend some time together without. The interferences of fences and walls, you know, perhaps uh, we can move that along, and uh, and uh, you can uh, have a proper chance and be heard. I have uh, had a lot of success uh, dealing with uh, the United States government and state governments in court. I've been doing it a long time, so uh, um, I'm really glad that you're out and that we can have a 
normal discussion and, and deal with advocacy the right way. That's for sure. Good for you. Excellent. I'd love to talk to you, especially talk to you now where we don't have to talk in front of the other team. <laughs> that is to make a huge yeah, difference. That's always a lot of fun, you know. You know that when when you show up uh, in, in your hearing pro se and you're actually ready and you know more than what the other side does, let me tell you, it feels really good. And, and uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get you nice and prepared. So when you, you go in there, they're gonna say, "How the hell did you learn that?" In the most? That's okay. That's, that's okay. But it's a uh, it's uh, it's good that you're out, man. I, I uh, I'm glad to, to have a conversation with you because. We've all been through Joe, you know? I mean, it's just... <laughs> but thank you. Yes, I definitely need that help, and I'm definitely in that fight, you know, all the way up to my neck, so, you know... You know yeah. I'll leave you with one final thing. So when, when we heard about the... Uh, we heard about the award, one of the things that uh, Joe and I did was uh, we sent a, a press release out to the media, um, and we got a response. And I don't know if she's ever talked to you or not, but she was. She looked into the case, and I'm going to reach out to her and let her know that you are out, if she doesn't already know. Because perhaps uh, we could also uh, continue that conversation. There's a lot of things going on. You got a lot of people help, helping you. Didi, I, I, I love watching Didi shaking her head because she, she was totally in there swinging. <laughs> and, and I know she's dangerous. And they, 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 they did just stay away from her. have any idea of the magnitude of the network that is standing right here with our hands just like ready to go, okay, what do you need? Because the word's still getting out. I mean, there's people that, I mean, this has been going on. I mean, we, we've known each other for seven years or more. And, and, you know, since we became aware of your case, it's been one of the ones that was so egregious that we just, you know, it, it's been leading the way in a lot of in a lot of these cases, and there's a lot of people that 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 have said, "Whoa, you know, what can I do?" And and when you're in there, there's certain things you can do, but now that you're not, people don't realize. Okay, you get out. You've been in for 18 years. You got issues. You got health issues. You got money issues. You got all kinds of things that, you know, nobody thinks about. You think, "Oh, I'm free. Cool. Now what?" You know, and, and that's what we're going to be talking about, and we're going to come up with a serious plan. we got a 501c3 behind us that says we can orchestrate, we can... I'm sorry, three of them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and, and more. I mean, but we know we're, 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 we're physically connected to the leadership of three 501c3s that can, that can raise money, that can, uh, you know, work together and... and in, in any number of ways that a nonprofit can do. <clears throat> and I believe there's nothing we can't accomplish. I believe all we got to do is sit down and say, okay, well, you point to some spots on the map, and we're just going to make that happen. And I think you're going to be blown away in the next weeks and months at, at, at what really can happen. Oh, and I'm in the middle of a, a whole new regime from the halfway house in Chicago, which is charged with monitoring me. 
They've never had anybody on home confinement for eight years before. Norm is like two or three months. <laughs> so, yeah. They haven't even been able to come up with a set of rules yet. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hopefully they're just going to look at it and say, never mind. <laughs> All right, well, let's see. We're going to keep rolling. We're way over time right now, and it's okay. We got... I got a, a time machine that we can be over time for a little while. Um, I'm going to bring up now Becca. And Becca is like my right hand in everything I've done for the last four or five years. And she's somebody who is always behind the scenes. She's just recently gone through some major health ordeals, a, a neck surgery. She just had an emergency appendix surgery. And yet she hasn't missed a beat. Like the second she can talk, She's like, okay, what do we need? And she's currently screening calls um, on the audio line right now. But Becca is um, just one of these people that she is one of the people that previously walked across America um, on, a, on another case 20 years ago. And she's one of the people that are inspiring us that we can do this. And we're going to be talking about all that later on. But um, I've got Becca here who didn't ask to come on, but I don't really care. I'm doing great. I've been doing great since I found out you were free, Craig. I that probably made my month. I don't know how long I'm gonna fly high on that, but I'm so happy you're out. I've never spoken to you, I've never written to you. But I've written like fifteen press releases about you, so I feel like like I know your whole case. Yeah. I'm just really happy. Yeah, any time that we talk and I said, well, we're going to put out a story, we're going to put out a press release, we're going to take a, a, an action to the media, she was the one that did the actual writing and creating of that. Well, thank you. You can see the difference it made. Here I am. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. great. And I'm just really happy for your daughter as well. Yeah, enjoy yourselves. Thank you, thank you. Awesome. All right. So, finally up, I don't think we've got anybody else. we got Tom Corby. Now, Tom Corby is my brother from another mother. He's a guy in uh, Northern California, and I met him, um, well, I met him through his efforts, but we met in, in person when I was on a bus ride up to Montana in support of another guy whose case we ended up um, helping out, and on my way back, we stayed through uh, Northern California, and um, that's where Tom and I met for the first time, and we've been working together ever since, and, uh, you know, he's got a whole Northern California chapter, and they have been instrumental in so many cases, and that's, through him is actually how I met Mary and and their chapter, so uh, Tom Corby, welcome to the show. How are you doing today with Craig Cecil here? Uh, thank you, Joe. And, uh, Coffee Party Radio Show, Bobby Rodrigo, for all he does too. Becca, Lisa, Candace, and all those on the front line coming together to join hands and find a solution. Yeah. Hey, hey, Tom! I got Craig yeah. right here with us right now. Craig Cecil's on there. 
Oh yeah. Oh, say, yeah. Right up on top of my list here. I'm getting feedback here. It's hard to hear. Uh, uh, well, he's Craig here, Tupo. right here with okay. me, looking at me through the computer. Can you hear? Hello, John. Can you with hear the me? Email the fish bugs. <laughs> Can you hear? Yeah. Listen, I, I'm having, I, I miss that, but uh, Frank, I'm here with Frank Canan and uh, our good friend Tito I've talked about today. You know, we talk about Craig Cecil. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, hey, Frank, can you, can you yeah. get, get, get this? Right, got, here. right here, right now. Oh, I know he's there. I got that. I, I, oh, what okay. I'm saying is uh, I want to congratulate him. Oh, good. There's no feedback now. Uh, I, I, I want to congratulate him for standing his ground. That's what we do. Uh, the first thing that I think about is these letters that you brought up, Joe, and how important they are. Uh, I, some of the letters that, that I sent out, uh, Craig probably remembers. On the top of my letters, I have not a forgotten soldier. Craig will agree right now. One of the most important to help get, get get them through in there is those letters, and that's what helps get them through. Moreover, the letters of request for clemency, they're so important. I'm so happy for Craig, and I hope we get to meet someday if you're ever up in NorCal. Uh, thank you for standing your ground. Uh, Thank you, and thank you for the support that's made all this and everything else happen for me. That's made my time a lot easier than it could have been. Uh, yeah. All right, Tom, so, we're, uh, we're out of time, so we gotta we got to go ahead and close it up. Um, give you a final parting shot there, Tom, real quick. Right, you want me to cut to the chase? Right now, yeah, we're 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 at the last seconds here. <laughs> Give us your well, final I'm, shot. I'm trying if you'd let me. <laughs> well, we talk about we talk about uh, walk for change and we to veto bad laws. Uh, to me, that that means to deschedule cannabis. That there should be no schedule on our sacred medicine. Um, and if there's no victim, how can there be a crime? Uh, my, my, I brought up a friend who's important, Toby Williams, who's here today. I talked about how when Donovan got out of jail, how he had to pad and yell, get us our, our, our discovery. Or I don't know if we'd be here today. He said uh, he brought up walking for a change for for uh, uh, green green lives matter, all about our medicine. And uh, I think he might be listening today and. I want to thank uh, everybody today. Cheetos helping us with Don and Al, Darius, um, on a trip on the road. And, uh, uh, and also, I also see it's uh, your birthday coming up this Saturday. Is that right, Joe? Uh, tomorrow. Ah, I told Frank. I said, no, it's not. He said it's the same day. You know, Frank's birthday is the 20th. We're going to have a birthday party up here. I'm on celebration of the end of slavery. So I've been fighting for freedom for everybody. <laughs> of course. Always. 
that's what it's about. Anyway, we're, we're, we're going to have a little get together here and stick with Tito, and maybe he can get you up here. It would be awesome. So celebrate your your birthday too, Joe. So happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday! All right. Well, thank you so much, Todd and Frank and everybody else up there in NorCal. And uh, obviously, Craig, you know you got a, a final parting shot you wanna you wanna throw out there as we're closing the show up. Well, just thank you to everybody, and you know, like I say, I'm I'm 200 pounds of proof that all those ladders and all that effort pays off. <laughs> I'm on this side of the razor wire finally, and it's all due to the work of all those letters to Washington D.C. Thank you, thank you. Awesome, and Lauren, how about you? You got a little something you want to say? I'm glad to have a parent back. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, um, a long time ago, one of our members um, was at an event and ran into Willie Nelson and got him to do an endorsement for us. So as we close the show out, we always play his little endorsement, so we'll let you hear it. Hi, I'm Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse The Human Solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done, you were always on my mind.